Welcome to the Digital Public Relations Podcast, covering news and trends in the digital space. Produced by the students in the Public Relations Program in the School of Media and Journalism at Kent State University. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to School of Inclusion, a podcast talking about the impact of university marketing and the effect it can have on marginalized students' experiences at PWIs or predominantly white institutions. My name is Cameron Alloway. And my name is Chris Bright. And we just wanted to start our podcast today off with a quote. This quote comes from a 2013 study entitled, We've Got Minorities, Yes, We Do a visual representation of racial and ethnic diversity in college recruitment materials. Compared to the actual racial and ethnic diversity of 165 higher education institutions with how they portrayed diversity in recruitment materials, the results aren't surprising. The majority of institutions presented inflated images of diversity to prospective students that were significantly different than the actual student body. In addition, African-American students were pictured at higher rates rather than reflecting a more accurate student body. Clearly, we don't get it. Yeah, this is very evident, uh, especially thinking back on this quote and the low enrollment uh, that is evident uh, nationwide for uh, black students and colleges and universities. Uh, So taking a look at uh, the racial demographics at Kent State University, uh, it's evident that only uh, 7.5 of the student population uh, make up black uh, students. 3.5 is only Hispanic, and 1.9 is Asian, and this is a student body of 20,000 students. Uh, Comparatively, uh, schools like Akron only has 9.9 African-American students uh, in their schools, uh, and uh, 3.2% Asian-Americans in the school, and 3.2% Hispanic. Uh, So thinking about that uh, and reflecting about that, how do you, uh, how did you see yourself in your experience at at a PWI? Right. So I feel like that accurately reflects what I've seen here at Kent. Um, You know, there's been plenty of times where I've been the only black kid in class. I've been the only, you know, I'll be walking to class, I'll be the only only black guy, I'll be the only black guy at a party, you know, and I can definitely share some more thoughts to Akron. You know, I've been there a couple of times and it's been uh, pretty much the same, you know, um, the only black guy out, you know, wherever I'm at, you know, I've been in the student union there and I seemed like I was the only black kid there for a minute. But I, I think that does accurately portray um, my experiences at these universities, you know, and I think that sometimes the marketing materials can kind of make it seem like that's not the case. You know, there might be a, a much higher percentage of African-American and, you know, uh, diverse students on campus when that's not always the whole truth. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And taking a look back at the marketing piece, especially uh, uh, looking at the flashlight and login, uh, you could see that majority of the students uh, in the photo are marginalized identities and only one of them is possibly white, uh, white passing. But uh it outlines the issue that the marketing doesn't really reflect the student body. And again, uh, just having that isolating feeling of just not belonging because of your race, because of uh, that inaccurate marketing. Now, do you feel that Kent and other universities offer uh, 
adequate spaces for marginalized students to express concerns while they're at their PWIs? I think at Kent State specifically, uh, we are lucky to have uh, a lot of spaces of inclusions uh, that focuses on uh, different populations of uh, students. Uh, for instance, we have the Student Multicultural Center, we have the LGBTQ Center, we have uh, the Women's Center, uh, all that are active and wanting to see the betterment of the student body. However, comparatively, you have universities like uh, Yale University that doesn't have an official um, multicultural center. So there is an issue of uh, PWIs having a an official uh, space for students to actually feel represented and feel seen in their campus. Absolutely. Going along with that, um, another thing is, uh, even when it comes to something like Cupida or Transiciones, you know, which is uh, a program for diverse students to come and get acclimated to Kent uh, a couple of days early, you know, even that I feel like isn't as promoted and as publicized as it could be. You know, my freshman year, I came here in 2017, and both me and my roommate come from Pittsburgh, both black men. We both ended up missing Cupida just because, you know, it wasn't really told us, you know, we weren't really uh, informed of it, you know, what it really was until after the fact. You know, people were asking me, why weren't you at Caputa? Why weren't you, you know, why, why didn't we see you? You know, I, I just didn't know about it, you know, and that's something that could definitely uh, shake my college years and, you know, um, set me down, you know, who knows, a, a different path um, just because, you know, I, I've made a lot of connections there and, uh, you know, it's definitely something I regret missing. That's definitely true. I definitely relate to that. I... Uh, missed my uh, Capita my first year. I don't know if it changed uh, since then, but I remember really only receiving like one piece of pamphlet for it and nothing really else about Capita, so I just didn't go. Uh, but it is uh, really certainly because Capita is such a transformative experience for marginalized students, especially black students uh, on campus at Kent. Uh, however, uh, after getting adjusted to campus, there's also the factor of prevalent student organizations and frats that are existing on campus, however, probably aren't getting the necessary uh, promotion uh, and uh, attention from the university. Right. You know, I think Kent is really lucky. Um, out of the um, nine, of the, the nine uh, historically black fraternity and sororities, Kent has eight of them um, that are active on campus, as well as one uh, Hispanic, Latinx uh, fraternity and sorority. So I think in that regard, we are very lucky, but I think that they might not get as much uh, praise or, you know, uh, publicity as some of the, you know, white fraternity and sororities on Kent's campus. Um, you know, and I do think Kent is making strides. Last semester, they put the um, the plots in on Centennial Field, you know, so, you know, there is effort being taken there, but I think there is a uh, a lot of opportunity for Kent to recruit um, diverse students there. You know, you know, if someone's uh, parents or a family member, you know, was in one of these frats, that, that that's, you know, important to them. They're going to want to join that fraternity or sorority, um, you know, and if they're not really aware that it has, you know, a presence on campus, you know, they can't do so. Also, you know, these frats kind of promote themselves, you know, they, they do a lot, you know, you know, they're super involved in the community. 
Um, you know, they're super active on social media and, you know, uh, even a couple of Kent's frats have gone viral. Um, there's a page called Watch the Yard on Instagram. Currently has 176,000 followers. And, you know, they've gone viral in there. And that puts a lot of eyes on Kent and those fraternities. So that's a big opportunity for recruitment, in my opinion. Yes, that's very important. Uh, retention and recruitment is very important in terms of marketing, especially for uh, marginalized students. Uh, and this is very evident, uh, especially uh, last year, regarding uh, what happened during the Rock, uh, where we experienced multiple racist attacks uh, during with that piece uh, with WLM or White Lives Matter being sprayed painted several times. Uh, Reflecting back on that experience and how uh, Kent State promoted its campaign on He Has No Home Here and eventually uh, the Anti-Racism uh, Committee, how did you feel that the university uh, was really uh, promoting it and like how did you feel that it was like prevalent on campus? Right. So I think um, Kent did do a pretty good job handling that situation. Uh, I was lucky enough to cover most of the events that happened with that. I took a reporting class last semester and I was the diversity beat reporter. So I followed that story very closely. You know, I went to several town hall meetings. Uh, I, I went to an anti-Asian hate rally and got to speak to a lot of the students and community members and just hear, you know, what everyone was thinking. So, you know, I think that Kent definitely did step up, but I do think that um, it took a push from the student body, you know, uh, Black United students and Alpha Alpha really... Uh, pushed Kent to step up and make the decision to, you know, make sure this would never happen again. And I think that was the right decision because I think that if they had let something like that slide, you know, that, that says a lot to uh, minority students, diverse students, you know, me included, I definitely wouldn't have been as comfortable on campus as, as I am, you know. That is very true, uh, especially with your point about uh, recognizing uh, prominent uh student organizations that are still active on campuses still are advocating for students so like black united students or uh, can african student association but i think it's also important to recognize and continue to discuss uh black facts that occurred at kent state university uh, one of them being the fact that black history month was really pushed first at kent state uh, primarily by uh, Black United students in 1969, I believe. So definitely promoting more Black history here at Kent State University, I believe is important for that retention piece. Absolutely, I think Kent does a good job with that um, through the Pan-African Studies Department um, and Black Experience and everything. But, you know, that's something I didn't know until I came to Kent, took Black Experience, you know. Uh, even when I was coming to Kent and considering coming to Kent, I, you know, I had no idea that Kent State was so, had such a heavy influence on the creation of Black History Month, you know, and, and that's something that sticks out to, you know, a, a Black student that's considering coming to a university. If you know that your campus has such a major uh, part of Black history, you know, that you know that's just that extra edge that makes you want to come there, you know, just that much more. Yeah, uh, it's very important, definitely. And I think it's also important that our organizations that are active here uh, are more intentional with their promotion as well and having the university uh, promote to them uh, more. Uh, so either looking at uh, more uh, university organizations like the Student Multicultural Center or LGBTQ Center, or shouting out student organizations, again, like Black United Students or uh, the LGBTQ plus communities uh, 
uh, student organizations, CutiePoc, uh, for uh, people of color who are also uh, in the gay community and also just embracing and also uh, promoting uh, their initiatives. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, my question would be, what do you think that not only Kent, but all PWIs can do to have better outreach to diverse student groups? I think it is important to understand uh, and to also listen to uh, marginalized students and their needs, uh, and also to continuing to reach out to them uh, and understanding uh, what they feel from the university. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think it all comes down to just, you know, understanding who they're trying to talk to at the end of the day. You know, you know these colleges, uh, PWIs, that, you know, their main, you know, 75% of students here or at Ohio State, for say, are, are white. So, you know, a large chunk of who they're trying to reach isn't the minority. But I think when it comes down to trying to reach the minority, you know, you, you need to understand what minorities, you know, are looking for, you know, and where they're coming from. I think that's going to play a big role in the retention of uh, not only uh, the recruitment of African-American students, but all diverse groups. So we'd just like to end our podcast off with a quote from the American Marketing Association. Institutions that want long-term success and to be taken seriously for their DE and I work should dismantle established processes and practices the ones that were most likely centered on the needs of a traditional undergraduate student body with above average means to rebuild an infrastructure centered on the needs of a more diverse student body. And with that, uh, we would love to hear uh, your thoughts on this topic. Uh, please like, share, and comment. Uh, and we hope that you enjoyed uh, this special edition of the Digital PR Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, share, or send us your comments on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify. Find us on Twitter using the hashtag PROnlineChat. We're looking forward to hearing from you.